For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Ethos Lakers podcast. Sorry it's been a while since I've been back with you guys. Life has been kind of getting in the way. I've been having to focus on some other things, other video editing projects and things like that. But I'm back, back with another new camera. This one actually attracts kind of my face. You can still see a little bit of blurring of the background. But I'm here nonetheless. And I've got a confession to make, you guys. Uh, last night, the Lakers made a 21-point comeback in the fourth quarter versus the Clippers. Not even the fourth quarter. With 11 minutes and 40 seconds less than... The entire fourth quarter, the Lakers were down 21 points, and they made the largest comeback, largest fourth quarter comeback in LeBron James's entire 21 career, 21 year career. The man is 39 years old; it's the same birthday I do. Still doing amazing things, still proving that he is indeed that guy when it comes to the NBA. I don't know why he's not even being considered in the MVP conversation when he considering he's going to meet the 65 game threshold. Yeah. The Lakers are the ninth seed, but at his age doing what he's doing, he's just legendary. And last night was another one of those legendary moments. My confession didn't watch the game. <laughs> Did not watch the game. I uh, saw the Lakers saw the Lakers and Clippers were coming up. The Clippers have been doing really well. Lately, I had the opportunity to go see a movie with a friend of mine last night, and I chose, you know what, I'm going to go see a movie with her instead, and I'll just catch up on the stats of this Laker game, I'll watch the highlights, I'm probably not going to miss much, and stupid me, I only missed one of the most legendary games of LeBron, LeBron's entire career, so, the joke's on me. Here's what we're going to do for this episode. Uh, since I got into my car and I saw that it was a huge comeback and I saw it was a comeback led by LeBron James and I saw that he outscored the Clippers by himself in the fourth quarter, uh, made five threes in the quarter, just was doing LeBron things. I came home and I immediately watched only the fourth quarter. Didn't want to rewatch the entire game as much as big of a sports fan as I am. I actually don't go back and rewatch games in which I know the score of. I know some people do that. I I don't know. I just, I don't. I'll watch highlights. I'll watch what's pertinent. 
Um, it's too many commercials. I'm too lazy to sometimes fast forward. I, just, I don't go back and rewatch games. I know the outcome of. Um, but I knew the four, I knew what happened in the fourth quarter, so I went back and I rewatched just the fourth quarter. What we're going to do for this episode, this is going to be another video centric episode. I'm still going to upload the audio for podcast if you guys enjoy the podcast. But we're going to watch the NBA official highlights of the game, the condensed replay, which is about 10 minutes. And we're going to see what happened in the first three quarters. And then, of course, we'll talk about what happened in the fourth quarter, things that I did witness that I do have some perspective on. So without any further ado. So one of the things that's actually been uh, talked about more and more is Anthony Davis's passing ability. Uh, I think when the Lakers had won five out of six or six out of seven before the All-Star break, people were beginning to notice that Anthony Re- Anthony Davis uh, is is a pretty is a pretty damn good passer when it comes to you know finding cutters in the lane, and it's no exception here. Anthony Davis is when he played in high school, he was a point guard, and then he just had that huge growth spurt that made him basically a seven footer. Um, you can kind of see so the idea. With LeBron being the ball handler, this isn't exactly a pick and roll because he gives the ball to Anthony Davis. Uh, I mean, this is just a simple, I mean, yeah, this is pretty bad defense by this clipper here, number seven. LeBron makes a really nice cut, beats Kawhi on the cut. That's just a great pass from Anthony Davis. Nice steal by Anthony Davis, leads the fast break. Finds LeBron for a great pass. LeBron finds Rui. Rui had a really nice game this game. And there's one moment in the fourth quarter that we're going to talk about in particular that highlights just how much belief that I think the Lakers have in Rui and how much belief that you know fans should have in Rui. Um, Kawhi's starting to shoot more and more threes, and that's, that's kind of scary because he's never really been much of a three-point shooter. Nice pick and roll there with Anthony Davis, although turned the ball over. Blocked by James. It's one of my favorite favorite things to hear in an NBA broadcast. D'Angelo Russell. Um, we're going to take a look at his box score, but he had a couple really nice moments in the fourth quarter. Um, been playing really well since the trading deadline, as that tends to happen when guys are so worried about getting traded and then they eventually don't and they start playing really well. Uh, funny moment here from LeBron that I saw all over social media where he does an unnecessary flip. He's just being... A little dramatic, as LeBron is uh, wont to do sometimes. Nice little post-up from Rui. Nice drive. He's been doing that. He can drive, and he can finish with dunks. He can finish in traffic with dunks. He's been doing that more and more. Not just a spot-up shooter. He's When he's that ultra-aggressive, he's fully capable of that. Here we've got Spencer Dinwiddie. I'm going to highlight this one for a second. Here we've got Spencer Dinwiddie uh, doing kind of the stuff he needs to be needs to be doing. So Spencer Dinwiddie, when he came to the Lakers, I I don't know if it was a quote attributed to him, but I did read that one thing he wasn't really particularly interested in was being a spot-up shooter, standing in the corner and shooting threes. If you look at the box score for the last few Lakers games, anytime Spencer Dinwiddie has been minimally impactful, it has usually been because he's standing in the corner shooting threes, and that's not his strength, that's not his forte. He... As a Brooklyn Net, this season is one of the league leaders in drives to the basket. What he needs to be doing is driving and kicking. What he, what he especially doesn't need to be doing 
even though he's got that familiarity with D'Angelo Russell, I don't think he needs to be in the game with D'Angelo Russell because I don't think D'Angelo Russell is a particularly effective off-ball shooter. Um, he is at times, and he was in the fourth quarter, as we're about to see. I don't think Spencer Dinwiddie's strength is going to be playing with with D'Lo. I think it's playing with Austin Reeves because Austin Reeves can truly be a slasher. And that's something D'Angelo Russell is not. He's not a slasher. It's not that D'Angelo Russell isn't an effective catch-and-shoot guy, because he is. But that's really all he is off-ball. Austin Reeves off-ball can be catch-and-shoot. He can be a slasher. He can be a slash-and-kick. He can be pretty much whatever you need Austin Reeves to be off-ball. D'Angelo Russell can pretty much only be a spot-up shooter. But here you're going to see Spencer Dinwiddie run a two-man game with Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis being the focal point of this play here. Dribble handoff to, Sp to Spencer Dinwiddie. Nice screen from Anthony Davis. Creates the mismatch with uh, Daniel Dice stepping up. And easy lob to Anthony Davis. And this is what Spencer Dinwiddie needs to be doing for the Lakers. And in his, I think, seven or eight minutes off the bench, we'll take a look at the box score here in a second. But he had six assists tonight doing this kind of stuff. Here you're going to have Spencer Dinwiddie again, leading the offense and finding Rui on a really tough basket. This is just exactly what he needs to be doing. So this is a, basically the same play, except instead of a dribble handoff, Spencer Dinwiddie keeps it. Tice does the same thing. Tice steps up, Harden stays with Dinwiddie. And Anthony Davis is open. He's open for that mid-range bucket that he can usually hit. But Dinwiddie you know, keeps dribbling. And eventually he sees the mismatch. Kawhi is going to step up to get AD because he's open, and then now you've got Rui right there. And Dinwiddie sees that all the way. Nice defensive play by Rui. Easy basket for Austin. I don't remember what Austin's numbers were. I, they weren't super I mean, it was good defense from Austin. One of the best in the game, James Harden right there, so... If that's what you're going to get out of Austin Reeves in the playoffs, that's, man, that is chef's kiss. And Kawhi comes right back with a three. He just can't stop him. A healthy Kawhi is going to be scary in the playoffs, no doubt. Should be noted in this game, uh, the Clippers did not have Paul George or uh, Zubats. Yeah, LeBron's starting to get hit now. Keep in mind the score, 66-84. Like, this is not a great game for the Lakers, and I'm sure Lakers fans were despondent at this point. I know I sure would have been. I Even LeBron hitting a three at this point would not have found any hope and would not have thought this is going to end up with a Lakers victory, especially because, you know, Harden's going to keep doing his thing. You're starting to get some stops. Austin Reeves cherry-picking a little bit, but you don't, you don't mind that. Still down 13 at this point. Nothing... You know, 13, plenty of game left. Nice find from Dinwiddie here for AD. Plenty of game left. Now you're down 11. Like, you think it's possible. But what tends to happen with the Lakers, and nice drive from Diddy and again, from Dinwiddie. And again, that's what Dinwiddie does. He doesn't stand on the corner and shoot threes. He's a gifted driver to the basket. Um, but again, at this point, so now the Lakers are down 14 uh, with... Less than three minutes to go in the third. I imagine the way the Lakers, the game has been going up until this point, I still wouldn't have necessarily any hope. And 
I can't help but think of the Nuggets game when the Lakers finally tied the thing up at 104 and then they immediately gave up eight points and that was the end of the game. You figure something like that's going to end up happening because uh, that's the way it's been happening all season for the Lakers. This this win should hopefully be a you know one that turns around the season because at this point, if you can do this, if you can accomplish this, you should be able to accomplish anything in the in the league the league this season. So Dinwiddie being a an effective ball handler, running the offense, that's what I want to see. Like I don't mind Austin Reeves is sitting here behind my head. Austin Reeves is standing there in the corner. I definitely don't mind Austin Reeves doing that because he's an effective catch and shoot three point shooter. And Kawhi is actually even uh, hugging off of him here a little bit too much. I think uh, if I were a Clippers fan. Because Austin Reeves, it, especially in this spot, I don't know what his his uh, um, his shooting numbers are from that particular spot, but they're pretty damn good, if I had to guess. And it's just a bad, that's a bad possession for Dinwiddie, but I do like that he's running the offense again there. And the Clippers at this point are dominating the game, so why wouldn't they get a stop? Austin Reeves, he does that sometimes. He he's capable of. Turning the ball over, it could be a little frustrating. He's not the most gifted ball handler. I think that's the one skill he needs to work the most on, but uh, it is a little bit better this season, and especially the way this quarter ends. When he, The quarter ends this way, and now the Lakers are down 19. Like, it's got to be over. It's got to be over. Lakers are down 19. The fourth quarter is about to begin. The Clippers end making that shot. There's no way the Lakers come back and win this if I'm watching at the time. Norman Powell, incidentally, if he had scored five more points, I would have won $500 last night, but then the Lakers wouldn't have won this game. <laughs> so you start to see the comeback. So LeBron, so so yeah, we're going to dive deep into the fourth quarter now. So 80-90, we're down 18. You see LeBron making a three. You still don't necessarily have any hope because you're down 15. The Lakers have no given you no reason to believe they could come back, despite the fact that they're just making a couple of shots. But, you know, and you got Russell Westbrook making baskets. Down 15 with less than 10 minutes to go. Down 15, right? Especially this being the first game of the back-to-back, you'd think you're thinking, let's save LeBron for tomorrow night. Let's save Anthony Davis for tomorrow night. Lakers, even though the Lakers do have the, the Wizards coming in the very next night, it's the first night of a back-to-back. And back-to-backs, you've got to preserve some guys because you're not the healthiest team. You're down 15, less than 10 minutes to go. Why not? Why not rest your guys? This is what I would be thinking, honestly, if I were watching this game. This with the um, state of despair that I've I've watched some Laker games this season. But you see LeBron make another three right in P.J. Tucker's face. Now, you still don't necessarily believe. You don't believe until LeBron believes. And you need LeBron's body language to convince him, like, you know what? We're going to come back and win this thing. And it's not until this moment. I think this is the moment. This is the moment. They cut it to nine, and there's less than nine minutes left. And that's still a pretty huge deficit, but... What stands out to me in this moment is not the fact that the Lakers cut it to nine, not the fact that this is LeBron's third three of the fourth quarter. It's LeBron's reaction. LeBron's reaction 
in this moment, if I were the Clippers, I would have thought, you know what? We're pretty screwed. I think LeBron's going to do it. I think LeBron's going to bring this bring this team back. Because when LeBron starts acting like that and starts doing things like that, it's over. It's over for the other team. And sure enough, especially D'Lo. So this is what we're talking about, D'Lo. So I talked about D'Lo not necessarily being an effective catch-and-shoot guy. And, I mean, he, he's, he can be an effective catch-and-shoot guy. One thing that's been talked about in this game is his ability to uh, to catch without bringing the ball down. He catches the ball pretty much exactly where LeBron delivers it. He doesn't need to bring the ball down. He doesn't need to dribble it. He catches it high, leaves it high, and just shoots it right there. And he's going to do it again later in the fourth quarter. And that's just that's an example of LeBron's passing ability. So here the Lakers are starting to get stops. They're down seven. There's less than eight minutes to go. But you can feel the momentum shifting. You can see Anthony Davis and Austin Reeves are getting ready to come back into the game. So this thing, the Lakers are going to try to win this thing. And you've got LeBron driving. And, yeah, once he does that, once he, once he starts doing that, it's over. It's over. You, you feel the comeback. You feel that it's happening. Even though Norman Powell hits that three, and that's the sort of thing that would devastate the Lakers before. And, I mean, again, maybe this is just one night, but I think, I think, that, I think a win like this is symbolic, especially because it was led by LeBron at this stage of his career. This should be symbolic. Now you go LeBron continuing to hit threes. And, yeah, this one gets you to within five. Within five, and now there's seven minutes to go. This, yeah, yeah. He's, the Lakers feel it. The fans felt it. It, it was obvious. And despite, and, you know, even the Lakers or the Clippers continue to make baskets like that. You just felt the momentum shifting. You could feel it in the way the announcers were talking. This is another great tough basket where it's just things are going right for LeBron. No matter what he does, it's going to end up in a basket. Because that should have been the dagger. Four and a half minutes to go. This one brings you to within two. He shoots that right in Daniel Tice's face. This... Okay, this I want to talk about. This play I want to talk about, and because it happened on the corner, I'm going to need to hide myself here in a, here for a second. One thing that this one thing that this play doesn't show you is about ten seconds before this, Rui shot a three and he missed it, but the Lakers ended up getting the rebound. I think I think it was Austin Reeves that got the rebound. He ended up getting the ball out to LeBron. And what does LeBron do? He gives it right back to Rui to shoot the three again. And Rui nets that thing. He nets it. And that just goes to show the type of belief that LeBron has in Rui. It's the type of belief that I have in Rui as a fan. It was somebody who I thought would be a good fit for this team when the trade happened a year ago. Like this... 
is the reason why, because this is what Rui's a thousand percent capable of. He's a thousand percent capable of doing things like this. And even though he missed that first three just seconds before this, LeBron still believed in him. LeBron found a way to get him completely open, and he netted that thing, man. He netted it, and it was the Lakers' first lead of the game. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Game. This is their first lead of the game with three minutes to go. Three minutes to go. Lakers came back from 21. Now they're now they're up three. This thing was over. It was over at this point. There was still three hundred three three minutes to go. And the Lakers believing in Rui that way just gives them the kind of confidence to make that kind of drive. It's unbelievable. It's outstanding. There you see a 12-0 run in the last however many minutes. James Harden gets a basket, but now, now even though the Clippers are making baskets, they're, they're the ones making baskets out of desperation. The Lakers are the ones trying to maintain this lead. So this is the other play that I, this is the other play that people have been talking about. And again, I gotta hide myself here for a second. D'Angelo Russell, he does that thing again where he catches it high and shoots it high. It's just a picture-perfect pass from LeBron who understands that, who understands where a player's shooting pocket is and you know where they want it and where they can be most effective. And it's really kind of a brilliant pass from LeBron because I think you would think the most open person here, I would think the average basketball player would think the more open pass or the easier pass would be to Austin Reeves. And Kawhi thinks that too, because Kawhi steps up to, to guard Austin Reeves with the ball going right to D'Angelo Russell and D'Angelo Russell catches it high. Doesn't even lower it out. The, the basket before he lowered the ball a little bit, this one doesn't even lower it at all. Just completely leaves it high and bucket. And this is the final, well, actually not the final stop. So the Clippers make a basket. But now, so now they're down six. This one cuts it to four. But the fact that at this late in the game, the Clippers being down six, the way the, the, way the Lakers came back, over. Should have been over. And Kawhi is going to make tough baskets. Cuts it to two. And... 
And uh, this represents the final stop of the game. Good shot from good shot from Kawhi. Good defense by LeBron. Kawhi just shorts it. Makes the game winning pass to Cam Reddish. Ball game. Outstanding. All right, so let's take a look at the box score of the game, and then let's take a look at the schedule that the Lakers have coming up here in a little bit. So we're going to take over our schedule and results. So here we – so the loss to the Warriors wasn't a great loss, and neither was the loss to the Suns. Uh, the win versus the Spurs is really good. Wemby had an amazing game in that game. Um, a couple things did stand out to me. So I didn't memorize the box score. Uh, some things are stuck out in my head, like the six assists to Spencer Dinwiddie, the 34 points for LeBron James, etc. So, But this is the first time I've looked at the box score since looking at it last night. Uh, and so those are the only things I memorized. Um one thing that did kind of stick out to me, so Christian Wood is still injured. We don't exactly know what's going on, and he might be having some unfortunate off-the-court issues. Uh, so Christian Wood might not be as readily available as people are possibly hoping, or, you know, I don't know what your stance on Christian Wood is going to be at this point, but um, I don't know how much we can rely on him in the playoffs. Uh, but... So, the Clippers didn't have Zubats, but they do still have Daniel Tice. And Anthony Davis played 36 minutes. So you would think that there'd be more of an opportunity for Jackson Hayes, but Jackson Hayes played 10 minutes. And in those 10 minutes, almost 11 minutes, didn't put up a shot, didn't shoot free throws, only grabbed two rebounds, didn't block any shots, didn't get any steals, only had one foul. Like, what exactly did he do out there? He was plus six, so you do like that. Max Christie only played five seconds. I think Max Christie might still be feeling the effects of that uh, ankle injury from a couple of weeks ago. Torian Prince played 16 minutes. Really interesting stat from Anthony Irwin in his podcast, Lakers Lounge, um, when Torian Prince plays less than 25 minutes. Lakers are 12 and 1. So, something to think about. Uh, 17 minutes for Torian Prince. Shot 1 for 4. Uh, only finished with 2 points. Cam Reddish played 19 minutes. He's more of a defensive player anyway. He finished with 5 points. Uh, two of those points being the final 2 points of the game and the assists from LeBron after the rebound. Spencer Dinwiddie played nearly 20 minutes. Uh, six assists, like I said, scored seven points. Uh, one for four from three. I didn't see all those four three-point attempts. Didn't even see the one that he made. Uh, hopefully they, they weren't just him standing in the corner like he said he didn't want to do. But so Lakers depth, not exactly performing the way you might want it to. Those aren't super impressive numbers for a bench. When you factor in that the Lakers scored 116 points and had to come back from from behind, you figure part of that is going to be thanks to a deep bench, and that's not necessarily the case, but hopefully that's not really going to be an issue 
going forward, the starters played really well. Really well. LeBron James, man of the hour, 37 minutes, 34 points, 8 assists, 6 rebounds, blocked 2 shots, only 3 turnovers. Turnovers have been a big problem for this Laker team. Uh, 15 for the game, which I mean sounds like a lot, but that's it's better than usual, really, to be honest. Um, Anthony Davis, 36 points, shot 8 for 15. 0 for 2 from 3, still trying to do the 3-point thing. Uh, 4 for 5 from 3, incidentally. In the three games since the All-Star break, LeBron James has shot a total of 7 free throws. And it's not as if he's standing at the three-point line and not driving to the basket. He's driving to the basket. He's just not getting the call. He's just not shooting free throws. I don't know what it would take for that to happen, but, you know, it is what it is. Two steals, three blocks for Anthony Davis, only two turnovers, uh, minus four in the plus-minus. So plus-minus is not always going to be... Um, the most accurate of statistics. Austin Reeves played 35 minutes, shot six for 11, one for four from three, seven rebounds, sorry, eight rebounds, five assists for our guy Austin Reeves with one steal and only one turnover, which is good. D'Angelo Russell shot six for 10. So made the most of his few attempts, played 34 minutes. So he played a lot of defense in this game. Uh, and he grabbed six assists, three turnovers, but you got to figure he's the primary ball handler, so that's about as expected. Rui Hachimura, eight for 15, one for five from three, but that one, huge one. Uh, two rebounds, one steal. He doesn't get a lot of rebounds. He doesn't get a lot of assists. He's pretty much there for one-on-one defense, and, I mean, he's been playing pretty good offense lately. Um, what did the Clippers do? Well, so you had James Harden with 23. Kawhi Leonard led the way with 26. Daniel Tice played 30 minutes, got 9 points. Terrence Mann with 16. Amir Coffey, didn't know he was still in the league, with 8 points. Norman Powell, Russell Westbrook, 3 for 9. 0 for 2 from 3. 1 turnover, 5 personal fouls. Plus three and the plus minus. So, you know, they did well when Russell Westbrook was out there. Russell Westbrook didn't play a lot. P.J. Tucker. P.J. Tucker getting some some run was a little bit of a surprise because at one point the, the Clippers sent him home. Didn't know if it was going to – didn't look like he was going to be back this season um, because he's unhappy being a Clipper. He's somebody – if the Clippers were to waive him, I mean, honestly – he wouldn't play very much for the Lakers, but I think he'd be a welcome presence in the locker room. I, I think he'd do really well. Um, the one thing he does well is shoot three, shoot corner threes pretty well. And, you know, I think I think he still provides pretty good defense. Couldn't really do shit on LeBron tonight, but, I mean, hey, it's LeBron James, and he was having one of those games, so what can he do? But what do the Lakers have coming up? So let's take a look at what they have coming up. So, they've got a nice long stretch of home games, which is fantastic. One, two, three, four, five, six home games. You've got to figure the Wizards, 
Should be a win. The Nuggets will be tough. The Thunder is a higher seed than the Lakers. But the Thunder don't match up well with the Lakers. Uh, the Lakers have beaten the Thunder a couple of times this season. I think the reason why is because the Lakers do match up really well with the Thunder. If there's going to be a first-round matchup for the Lakers, I think you kind of hope it's the Thunder because they, that's who they match up well against. The Kings, uh, the Kings. I think you could argue their outlier season might have been last year. I think, I think they were way above their skis last year. I think they were way ahead of schedule last year, and I don't think they improved very much this year, so they don't... They don't appear to be much better. So you figure Wizards, Thunder, Kings should be wins. The Bucks, the Bucks are a good team in the East, but they're not playing well lately. Doc Rivers has been kind of a disaster and one that the Lakers thankfully avoided. Uh, Timberwolves, Timberwolves are tough defensively, and so that could pose a problem. But you figure out of these... Next six games, let's say the Lakers win three of them. Three of the next six games. <clears throat> Sorry, I don't know what is happening with my voice there. Three of the next six games would make the Lakers 32. Sorry. 35 and 31. 35 wins is what the six seed currently has. I don't know what 31 would, I mean, like I've been saying, the road down seems to be harder or less likely than the road up. You've got to figure, even if the Warriors go on a tear, and if the Lakers do slip a little bit, they're not going to slip five games into that 11 spot. So the only place to go for the Lakers is up. And I do think I do think Sacramento could go down. I think Dallas could go up and I think the Pelicans could go down and I think the Clippers can start going down. I, I, man, I don't, I don't see a lot of shifting from five to nine. Two games separating, and it seems like most of these teams can kind of stand pat. Like, I just don't see a lot of shifting because the Lakers aren't gonna, you know, they're not looking to four, five, or three, and the goal is six. I mean, I think the Lakers can get to six. But, it's I mean, it's tough. It's tough. It'd be tough to get to six, but I think the Lakers can get there. And I think that's the goal. I think they just got to continue to make things, to take things one game at a time. And like I said, I think this Laker, this win over the Clippers is symbolic. I think, I think you put the league on notice that LeBron is still capable of being that guy. And come playoff time, come playoff time, I'm not betting against LeBron James. I'm simply not. The Lakers had a hastily put together roster in the playoffs last season. 
And even though they got swept by the Nuggets, they made comebacks in some of those games and were within three in the final minutes in some of those games. And if the Lakers can get past the, the Nuggets last season, they easily beat the Heat. The Lakers could have easily been the champions last year. And I know that's ridiculous. I know it's ridiculous for me to say. But I think they could have. And I wouldn't put anything past the Lakers necessarily. So that's going to about do it for this episode of the Ethos Lakers podcast. I was your host, JC DeLeon. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at JCDeLeon1. Um, a little bit of breaking news, actually. Uh, if you know anything about me, if you follow me on Twitter um, or Instagram, you know that uh, I love women's basketball. And the only reason I say women's basketball is for the benefit of people that need the distinction. I love women's basketball so much. I I dislike that I have to call it women's basketball. I love basketball. And women's basketball is just as pure, just as entertaining, just as skillful as men's basketball. And if you've been watching Caitlin Clark in the NCAA demolish every scoring record there is to demolish, you would be a fan of women's basketball too. Caitlin Clark is absolutely amazing. And as I was checking my phone just now, she is declaring for the WNBA draft. She's a senior right now with COVID. She has the option for a fifth to be a fifth-year senior and go back to Iowa. Caitlin Beckers, or sorry, Paige Beckers of UConn uh, is taking that option. She's going to co- go back to UConn next year. Caitlin Clark uh, had been hesitant to tell people what her plan was going to be up until a few minutes ago. She is going to enter the WNBA draft the first pick in the WNBA draft this season is the Indiana Fever. And I've got to tell you, she, for somebody who, you know, I, I don't know how much she likes the spotlight or how much she likes being famous. Um, for somebody who played basketball in Iowa, the perfect place for her to play in the WNBA is the Indiana Fever. Like, couldn't be a better situation. For Caitlin Clark. So, Indiana Fever fans, uh, congratulations. Presumably, you are going to have Caitlin Clark on your roster next year, playing next to Lexi Hall, uh, playing next to uh, Aaliyah Boston. Uh, Indiana Fever are going to have a really great team uh, next year. Erica Wheeler, uh, just a great roster in Indiana. Indiana Fever do this really cool thing because the TV show Stranger Things is based in Indiana. They'll do the uniforms that are, um, uh, you know, styled after the Stranger Things uh, title cards. Um, Caitlin Clark, if you love basketball, give women's basketball a chance. I promise you, I promise you, you will like it. Women's basketball is fantastic. Um, but that being said. Like I said, this is uh, that'll be it for this episode of the Ethos Lakers podcast. Uh, I've been your host, JC DeLeon. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at JC DeLeon1. You can follow the show on Instagram and uh, TikTok and Twitter at Ethos Lakers. You could follow Ethan on Twitter at Ethan underscore Noroff. 
And until next time, we are out. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.